Hi, I'm Kristen, a knitwear designer, mindset coach, and style guide at We All Knit Here Designs and KristenMagdalene.com. And I'm Rachel from Stain and Reverie, a full-service print design studio and a former costume designer for film and television. In our weekly podcast and video series, we want to help you launch and grow your own fashion, accessory, or beauty business so you can feel confident, powerful, and prosperous knowing that we have your back. Your dream is possible. It doesn't matter if you went to fashion school, if you've been a stay-at-home mom the past few years, or if you're still stuck in an office. All you really need is your vision and a desire to succeed. Yes, there's work involved, but with our experience in fashion and entertainment, in corporate, small business, styling, and more, we will help guide you on the path with ease. If you are a fab entrepreneur, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Hello and welcome to episode 12 of The Fab Entrepreneurs. Today we're going to be talking about creativity and coming up with ideas for your creative business. Kristen, tell us a little bit about your path to creativity and how it started and how it kind of evolved into what it is now. Well, I think being creative is sort of an interesting path because I think there's this myth out there that, you know, you're born creative, you're born an artist, and you either have talent or you don't. And that sort of myth is perpetuated in schools. You know, there's usually one kid who is really talented and Mm -hmm. usually do have a gift. Rachel is probably that child. No, I wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) But I knew them. Yeah, I knew them too. I knew them too. And it was always frustrating because like you it, you can't even compete with them because everyone's already fawning all over them. And you're like, but I tried really hard and it's so good. And no one cares. Like, no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> and so I didn't even try. And I, you know, I still don't consider myself an artist. And I just, I just don't for the longest time, I just kind of hung up that hat. And that's why Rachel, when you, you know, Rachel was working, when we met, Rachel was working in the art department and I was working in the production department on the film set because again, I didn't think I was creative and I was like, well, I like all this creative stuff. So I'll just work in the office and I'll just move furniture and I'll just do anything they want me to do because I have no talent. (laughs) (laughs) And um, it wasn't until several years down the road that I realized creativity is a skill and it's something that you can really build on and grow and creativity looks different in every single person and I still I still struggle and I still don't call myself an artist today but I do consider myself to be a very creative individual and that's the first thing I'll tell people when they come up and they say oh wow you have like I love your stuff I wish I could do that I'm always like you can (laughs) yeah (laughs) you can it just it just takes a little bit of work (laughs) yeah I think everyone has it in them to be a designer you just have to like hone in on your natural ability and then 
you know, learn what's missing, teach yourself or go to school and learn what you need to know. Yeah. So let's talk about honing in on that natural ability because a lot of times, I mean, I think it's really great if like you enjoy say painting and you've always secretly been a painter and you know you know like you think it's fun to mix colors and you like Bob Ross and like all of this stuff you know uh but for a lot of people and especially for me like I didn't know that I was really that interested in fashion or knitting or sewing or any of that and it was kind of a journey for me I mean it still is it's still an evolving journey for me so Rachel, tell us a little bit about your creative journey because your background is a lot different than mine. Yeah, so I, I always knew that I wanted to have a creative career. Everything I did was geared towards creative. I just really enjoyed it. Um, I wouldn't say that I was gifted or that I had like a natural, you know, flair for artistry at all. I just really enjoyed doing it and I appreciated it when I saw it and I wanted to be better at it. And so I went to school and I got a fine art degree and I learned how to draw really well. And that has enabled me to, and, and also digitally as well, use Photoshop. That has enabled me to create the businesses that I have now. So there are some businesses where you really do need to have like amazing drawing skills. I could not be a textile designer if I couldn't draw. Like it's, it's essential. But then there are so many like extraneous areas where you, you don't need to draw. You just need to have an eye for it. You need to be able to, to edit. You need to be able to see something and think, oh, I like that. That's the kind of style I want to do and learn how to do that style. Like you don't need to be a naturally creative genius to become a successful creative entrepreneur. Not at all. And actually, even within my world, there's a ton of math involved. And I actually mm -hmm. hire technical editors to go through and I hire people who will create drawings and double check my math. And there's so many things that go into it. And so I'm actually really grateful that I do have a lot of that background where I was working in the office and I was learning accounting and I was learning you know, how to hire people actually and how to work with people and how to do all of those things because it really comes in handy. I don't consider anything that I've ever done to be a waste of time because it all contributes to what I'm doing now. Yeah, and I think, I really believe that if you, if you have a desire to have a business where you make something, you can learn how to make that thing and you can perfect it and then you can sell it. You don't have to just be amazing at doing that one thing and then decide, oh, okay, I'll make a business out of it. Like it, it doesn't have to be like a natural grown thing. It can be a decision that you make. For example, when I decided I wanted to make uh, bridal veils, I had no idea how to make a bridal veil. I watched a craftsy tutorial and I saw how to do it and I made it and I loved making them and they looked really cool and really professional. I mean, yeah, of course I made like several before I got to that point. That wasn't the first one I made, but the whole process took me like a few, a few weeks to really, really keep going over the design, make some really good samples. The fact that when it came to marketing, I pretty much like flopped in that area. 
<laughs> I've learned a lot about marketing since then. But I think a lot of people get held back because they, they think they're supposed to know already how to make the product. Yes, I started, I actually had no idea what I wanted to do. I just knew I wanted to go into business for myself. And I wasn't even, I was not a designer at this point. I actually became a designer because I, I think I mentioned this on the copyright episode. I was really confused by the copyright laws and uh, I was teaching knitting lessons to people online and locally in New York City. And I was really confused by it. So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to start designing my own patterns. And that's how I, that's how I got started. And I was like, well, this is actually a lot of fun. And like, I just taught myself and the whole background that I had in sewing. So I knew how to grade, I knew basic shapes. I knew how to draft. I knew how to drape and all of that comes in handy with my knitting designs. Yeah. Um, and I actually really want to talk about one of the things that helped me significantly and really helped because I, I mentioned earlier that creativity is a skill. And so if you don't really know what you want to do or you're like where I was, you know, quite a few years ago where I was like, I'm not really creative, but I kind of, and I'm not really sure what I enjoy, but I kind of like fashion is where I was. Um, I highly, highly, highly recommend the book The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. And it's all about, she, this is, the book is from like the 1970s. It's really old. And she, I think there's still workshops. Like this book is like kind of held up as, I don't want to say the holy grail of like creativity books, but it's like, <laughs> it was recommended to me over and over and over and over again. And one of the things that she does is if you don't consider yourself creative and if you have no idea what you want to do, you just know that it's interesting. She basically will take you through, um, I think, it, let me look, check and see. So it's a 12 week kind of, program that you do on your own to the book right so it's a 12-week thing and basically you kind of go back and you recover your sense of safety your sense of identity your sense of power um your sense I'm just reading off the title chapters your sense of integrity your sense of possibility and then into abundance and connection and compassion and faith and through all of this you become really creative you learn you go back to when you were a child you know like what do you enjoy doing what do you you know and I kind of hated that because like when I was a kid I I mean I kind of wrote but not really I didn't really do a lot because um, my parents were creative but they didn't I feel like it really wasn't that encouraged mm -hmm. you know um and even now, like, they still don't totally encourage it. So, yeah, but that's part of the reason that I love the book is because it teaches you how to ignore those voices. And it teaches you to, like, believe in yourself more than relying on other people around you. Yeah, that's really interesting. Like, the difference between encouraging and supportive in your environment. When you said that, I was thinking, well, am I 
was I encouraged with creativity? And I think I was definitely supported in my creativity, but I would not say I was encouraged. Mm. I think I kind of like made it very clear that this is what I was going to do with my life. And so everyone just kind of accepted it <laughs> and they were supportive, but they didn't understand it enough to be encouraging. I think that's the place that I'm at now with everyone around me, because I've already proven that, you know, I can run off and do whatever I want. <laughs> mm -hmm. And this is just another thing that they don't understand. But like when I was growing up, um, that, you know, this wasn't really like, this isn't like considered a real job. And this is just something that, yeah, like, like this just isn't considered a real job where I'm from and in my family and in their backgrounds. And like, like if I had said I wanted to be a farmer, I probably would have gotten more support. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least more understanding. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I mean, I don't even know, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, my sister's a nurse and everyone loves that. And so, you know, but it's not for me. Like, yeah. That's a very um, standard route to take. And I think that's, that's what makes people feel comfortable is when you stay on the standard kind of path. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's less risk involved. And obviously we need nurses. It's a great thing to do for humanity. So. <laughs> and I mean, farmers, my grandfather was a farmer. And so actually I was just thinking about it because one of my, uh, I have a few other relatives that are also farmers, but they always talk about how the like uh, it doesn't pay as well as it used to. So maybe I would be discouraged from going into farming. I don't know. Yeah, I think. <laughs> um, moving on, I would like to talk more about creativity and how we got to where we are now with creating products. So how do you feel that? your path with creativity has led you to now creating products and selling them? That is a great question. And I feel like it should be very simple, but this is me. So let me think about how I cannot talk for 10 minutes about. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll talk a little bit about my side of things and then that, that will. Okay. Because... Bit of time to prep for this question I just threw at you. Well... So. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so yeah, I always knew I wanted to do something creative. I, you know, you never, you never see yourself in 10 years and what you're gonna do. I didn't think I would be a textile designer. I just knew that I really liked pattern and that I really liked clothing. And so I went for textile design and I got my first job doing it and I really loved it. And now I realized that it was all of the things that I loved doing enrolled, rolled up together in a commercial package. And so creating textile design samples and products is so fun for me to just make that the fact that someone wants to give me money for it is just amazing. And that really fuels fuels the business because I enjoy making it to begin with all of the other stuff, the admin, the marketing, like those are things that I have to do and I have to figure out, but at the core of it, I really love the creativity part. And I think you have to, otherwise you just couldn't sustain your creative business. How do you feel about that? About 
about your how you how your your interest in in creating the product is integral to the the business itself oh yeah if i didn't like creating what i was creating i wouldn't be doing it do you love knitting your patterns still after after having monetized it i love the process of coming up with new knitting patterns and so like for example this weekend I knit and then unknit three times this collar because I'm trying to get it right. And I love this process of coming up. Like I have this idea in my head. I know I want it to be, and I don't mind sitting here and knitting it over and over and over again to get it right. I do not want to sit and knit the same thing over and over. That's not mm -hmm. That is just labor. Yeah, no, it's like you like the entire design process, but there are parts of it that if you could outsource it, you would down the road for sure. Yeah. Um, no, actually, no, I, I, I actually find your question that you asked me fascinating because for me, this is wrapped up in my entire life because I did do this um, 12 week program, the artist way. And one of the things they have you do to get in touch with yourself and also to get like all of the chatter that's in your head out is to journal every single day. And she told you how to do it. She's very specific. And one of the things that I, if you had asked me this many years ago, I would have told you I did not believe in it, but I, I think I really do heavily, heavily, I, I'm, I'm on the side of like, there is fate, you know, you have a path and mm -hmm. Me too. if you don't follow it, that's fine. You don't have to, but things are so much easier when you do okay. yeah. say this because, um, I was not on my path. I, I don't even think I was that close to it. And one of the things that journaling, getting in touch with myself so that I could find my creative outlet, one of the things that did was help me realize how unhappy I was. And so creativity and, 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 putting myself into my work has radically changed my entire life because it started off like you know like like I said I think everyone's creative and I do think it's a skill but like when you're not encouraged to be creative and you don't know what you're good at then you don't really have anything to go on and so what that kind of looked like for me like I said was I was just around like I I love art museums I'll go to art museums all the time and I will um, I worked on movie sets, even though I wasn't creating anything really tangible, I was just helping everything come together. You know, I, I knew that there was something creative that I really wanted to be a part of, but I had no idea how to, how to get it going. And so anyway, the point is, <laughs> once I started getting it going and once I started tapping into who I was and what I wanted to do, and it was a journey, you know, I started sewing and I was teaching and I it's still a journey it's still evolving you know but as I learn more and more about what I want to do it makes things so much easier and everything kind of falls into place and so actually I think creativity is incredibly important because we're not meant to work 
I, I would say 40 hours a week, but let's be honest, most of us work more than that. You know, we're not meant to just sort of slave away for somebody else. And I, I don't necessarily think we're meant to slave away for ourselves either. But the whole reason I love what I do is because creating, designing for me isn't work. It's so much fun. And if I were to outsource things, the only thing I would keep is designing because I love it so much. Yeah, me too. I feel like I'm too much of a control freak to have someone else do the execution at this point. <laughs> but yeah, designing, designing is the, the best part for me as well. Yeah, I don't know. I used to think that and now I'm at the point where I'm like, you know what, like I need to see it before it goes out, but it <laughs> I'll mm. let somebody else I'll let somebody else do it. Like at this point, I can't do everything and I don't want to do everything. It's not fun. So getting creative and learning what you love is just kind of the first step because you know how I actually had my dad ask me the other night, I was telling him about something that I was designing and he said with all seriousness, <laughs> um, he asked me, oh, when do you think you're going to run out of ideas? Yeah. <laughs> And I was like, never, 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 never. Because at this point, I've gotten so great at it that I, I need like a whole staff to keep up with my ideas. But that's because I really like, um, coming up with ideas for me is the easy part. What, what do you think, Rachel? Yeah, I think now, at the point where I'm at now, coming up with ideas is the easy part. But I think five years ago, I, it wasn't and so not not that it wasn't like I've always had ideas for businesses but coming up with products so for example when I was really into bridal um I knew I knew that I loved bridal and I wanted to do bridal but coming up with the individual products that took some work whereas with textile design it just like comes so quickly and I think it's just a way that your brain you train yourself to do it and when you run a business that's what you're doing all the time so you get into a system you get into a routine and you come up with things and if you're at the beginning of your journey it's going to slot into place and you're going to start churning things out and you'll learn from the products that you came up with before and the feedback and you'll you'll learn how to create a different product line based on that so if you're at that position now where I where you weren't sure like what to come up with for a specific idea keep going keep trying out different ideas a lot of it is trial and error and market testing see what people like what people don't like see what what is out there don't be discouraged by the competition and just think of, of things that you would like to buy as a consumer i think that's that's also a really big part of creating successful product is thinking what not just what is missing because sometimes there really isn't something missing that you can fill but just what would you like to see more of if you're looking for in this product segment yeah, definitely. It was when I first started designing, I had, I didn't even think I was going to be designing beyond one or two things. And it was so hard that I really had no desire to continue. And then 
after I made like two more things, I was like, actually, this isn't that hard. And I talked to a bunch of other designers and I kind of picked their brains about how they came up with ideas and what they did and how they, you know, just their whole process. Yeah, I think it's very overwhelming at the beginning. And I think you also, you worry too much about what is the right way of doing it and what's, you know, what are the rules? How how should you do it? And and then once you start doing it and people start buying from you, you, you realize like, oh, as long as it's good quality and they like it, that's actually all that matters. Like you don't have to follow the, the crowd. You don't have to follow any rules. There's no right way of creating your product. And the more you create, the easier it becomes to come up with new ideas based on what is selling well. Yeah, actually, I think it's kind of dangerous to do what everyone else is doing because you may have some success doing that. I mean, hopefully you do, of course, but at the end of the day, if you're doing what everyone else is doing, you're not really being creative and you're not going to have lasting success unless you continue to follow the crowd. And I just, I just don't think that's being creative and that's not really being who you are and what you're meant to do. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah. So in terms of like being creative and coming up with ideas, actually one of the things that I did was I challenged myself to come up with a pattern every single day and it's, that's hard to do. (laughs) And so I picked like really small projects and I did one every single day so that I could make the deadlines that I had set for myself. And just that, I think I only did it for five days, but just that five day challenge really sparked my interest. And I didn't even release all of the patterns but I did, I sat and I wrote them all up and I knit them all up. And that really helped me be like, helped me to understand what I liked, what I didn't like, what I thought would sell, what I thought was, you know, oversat- in an oversaturated market. And it really helped me not only get better quickly at what I was doing, but it also helped me understand what I liked because I think that's really important if you're going into business for yourself. You have to really like this. Yes, definitely. Like all, you know, I do some token prints that are trends that I don't really care for, but I feel like I should have them. But I feel like the ones that I like are always like the best ones. <laughs> Obviously, the ones that I yeah. like are my best. And it's yeah. always shocking to me when the market disagrees. And I'm like, but did you see it though? Because Yeah. I think that gives you that gives you the drive and the buzz and that's what gets you like at the show or gets you to upload it to your website. It's like you think, oh, this one's great, everyone's gonna love this. So so it's good to have it because it gives you motivation and um encouragement and just like positivity about the whole thing so I think it's really good to to do that um I going back to what we were saying I I definitely got really bogged down in the beginning of coming up with products in that I the industry standard for print design is to create things in collections and I I do that in some way now I followed um, trend collections and if it comes naturally I come up with an idea and it inspires another design and it's a similar style I'll do it but I was so 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 regimented and put myself in this box like gave myself this constraint of like oh I'm working on this collection right now and 
it really held me back and it really slowed me down. And then I kind of just like was running out of time. So I was like, hey, I'm just going to design one-off things. And since I started doing that, it became so much easier for me to create products because I wasn't thinking about designing collections. I was thinking about designing a really good print. And I have to say, I've never had a client sit down and say to me, it probably will happen now, but I've never had someone sit down and say, oh, I love this one. What, what else have you got that, that is in this collection? It hasn't happened. And I've sold prints as one-offs and I've had clients buy multiple prints that don't go together at all. But then because the collection is so big now, I can naturally just put things together to make a collection even though they weren't designed as a collection. And so I think you really have to like step back, keep perspective and let go a little on what you think you're supposed to be doing and how it should be done and just do it the way that works for you. There, like I, I, I know what collections in the fashion world are supposed to look like and mine don't look like that. But for me, they all work together or like pieces will work together and not everyone can see that it's so important to do what you want and that's why you're in business for yourself is to do what you want yeah exactly so we've kind of talked a bit about coming up with ideas getting creative coming up with ideas and sort of putting your work out into the world but i understand that that can be a big step as well there are so many moving parts and it's also very, very different than putting like one piece out into the world versus making it a business. And so next week we're going to really look at, we're going to give you kind of a roadmap that will help you develop your product or your line or whatever you're working on. And again, this is just kind of a general map because if you, if something doesn't resonate for you, then that doesn't, that doesn't necessarily mean you should force it. I actually, you know, one of the things, maybe this is where we're, <laughs> um, actually one of the things that I don't know if it's necessarily held me back, but it's definitely given me pause is looking at other people and going, well, what are you doing? How did you get to where you are? while I think it's important to follow people, which is why I do talk to people that work in the fashion industry and why I do talk to other successful people. And while I do, I, you know, I do read a lot of sales and marketing and business books because they do have a lot of valuable information, but at the same time, probably my favorite book is called choose yourself by James Altucher, which basically is like, who cares what other people think you can be successful all on your own? And I think that is so true. I think it's really dangerous to kind of be like, well, I don't know. Let me look to somebody else, even though this is kind of what you're doing here. Hello. But like, it's kind of dangerous to like, look to other people and be like, well, I don't know what I'm doing. Maybe she can tell me what to do. Like, you don't need someone to tell you what to do. Guides are always helpful but I think it's really dangerous to put all of your faith into another person that faith should be in you yeah absolutely and I think you should you should be inspired by what other people are doing but then I think on a practical level you should brainstorm and the ideas will come from you it just you it might not be there straight away it's it, 
designing is, is a process and you have to develop your ideas. And so, so sit down with a pen and paper and start coming up with ideas and it will grow into something that you will love eventually. Right. I think that's exactly, that's exactly it. The whole starting your business and coming up with ideas for your business, like it's all a process. It's all a school yes. and it's something that you're not going to get good at if you don't start. Yes. It's, it's a work in process, a work in progress, and you have to develop. So I hope that you feel supported if you're at that stage in your business where you're coming up with ideas. And we would love to hear about your path um, with creativity and how it's led you to start your business or how it's led you to think about starting your business and maybe some roadblocks that you feel you, you're having in coming up with ideas for your products. Yeah, definitely. I know when I first started several years ago, especially once the pressure was on and I was like, okay, I'm going to make this into a business. Like suddenly I was like, oh, but what do I do? What do I do? And so there is always that little bit of fear because it's something new. Uh, so yeah, I'm actually also really curious what fears you have as you take the next yeah, um, you can get in touch with us on our Facebook group if you'd like to join. We have a little community. We also have our Facebook page, our Instagram page. So yeah, send us any questions or any stories you have of coming up with your own ideas. We would love to hear from you. Yep, and we will see you next week with uh, more information on creating your products or your lines. 